Hi there, and welcome to the ATS podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Soulsby, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, today we are on episode 32, and our topic for today is intra-workout supplementation. Yeah. Thoughts on intra-workout supplementation? Um, I mean, first of all, what the hell is what the hell? Seriously. What the hell does intra mean? Um, essentially during. Mm. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I think classically in powerlifting, some people take themselves far too seriously and think intra-workout supplementation is the be-all and end-all of their workout, and if they don't do it, it's all ruined. Um, however, it is massively needed in a lot of forms of exercise. Oh yeah, like the uh, un- unsurprisingly, like I'm well. Not, let's not say unsurprisingly. I would say, um, unsurprisingly to me, however, like the the longer you are exercising for, the more likely you probably are to need additional resources, especially if yeah. you are aiming to perform at certain levels. Yeah, and I especially say that's like time of exercise, not just like how long you spend in the gym or at like a rugby pitch. Like just because you're there doesn't mean you need. Oh yeah, if you're spectating, like, yeah, if you're spectating at Murrayfield, you don't need intra workout supplement. I mean, you might, but it's not going to be yeah. protein shakes. It's definitely yeah. just going to be well, pints. Yeah, or like what I mean is like if you're, um, let's take American football practice for a while, and you're like, take, it's like a really chill practice, and you're just like doing some walkthroughs for an hour. Yeah. That does not have the same intra workout requirements as if you're doing a full board practice with cardio at the end and you're getting absolutely thrashed for an hour. Yeah, right? absolutely Two really not. Different scenarios. <laughs> yeah. Um, same with like lifting weights. If you're like taking like a super chill week or like it's a more chill week and you've got like five minute rest and nothing's too intense, probably don't need anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's a really, really tough week and everything's going like kind of all out, then yeah, you might need a little bit of help. And I'll say water doesn't count to me as intra workout supplementation. That should just be included. Energy. Yes. That's like that's just going through your daily life. You you need water. What I suppose we're talking about is mainly carbohydrate supplementation, um some protein supplementation, that would probably be about it. Um you don't want to have any fats really within anything to, during a workout. No. Um, Long and short of it is they take a super long to digest and also slow down the digestion of anything else you have. So you'll A, feel terrible, and B, it won't actually be digested by the time you need it. Uh, uh, so <clears throat> I was about to say, okay. just, for, just for some folk, if they're like, well, how do I know if my training is going to be hard or not? Because again, we just gave two very like polarizing examples. And we did it in like a sporting context. So, for example, brackets that I personally use for determining if people want to get very into their nutrition, you can alter your entire day's nutrition depending on how your training is going. In that, unsurprisingly, if you are in well, like if you're in, if you're in a calorie deficit or you're in a car- calorie surplus, um, making sure you are adequately fed for different kinds of training especially when training is typically one of the times where you are most at risk of potentially losing muscle if you are not properly like um resourced 
the other one being sleeping. And if people haven't put the two and two together, those are the two times where you're essentially just not able to eat and or doing something that breaks down muscle in the case of training. <clears throat> um, like a light day, a light day would be something that is either less than five reps a set, um, less than six sets for lower body or less than 10 sets for upper body. Like yeah. if you're just going in the gym and hitting chest and biceps because it's a Monday and you don't do more than 10 sets total of your total workout, it's a pretty light day. Like that would also qualify for like a no training day. Like that, they're pretty much the same. Uh, moderate training would be somewhere in the region of five, like five to six reps per set or higher. Um, six plus sets for the lower body or 10 plus sets for the upper body or and then heavy days or really hard training days would be when you're up at kind of 10 plus reps per set you're doing six plus sets of lower body or 10 plus sets of upper body in that kind of rep range those are incredibly taxing workouts specifically because of the high rep count uh, they are very taxing on your glycogen stores within your muscles we talked about energy systems in the creatine episode like yeah the the rate at which you will use that fuel doing six like hard lower body sets when each set is above 10 reps each is significantly different to if you're just doing like <clears throat> a few sets of heavy bench <laughs> at, like five reps a set or something but yeah the Oh, what's the old, the old, uh, the again, the two thousands meme that never goes away? The post-workout anabolic window. Well, like, if you don't hit, if you don't yeah. hit a shake within thirty minutes of ending your workout, what was even the point? Mm -hmm. um, um, which is complete. Pressure. Yeah, just um, just eat like within three, like two, three, four hours after your session, you'll you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, side note, if you didn't eat very, if you ate ages before your workout, you might want to eat a bit sooner after it rather than later. Yeah. Um, so I think we mentioned it, but one thing as well is if you're looking to ref to fuel beforehand, make sure it's at least bare minimum an hour out of exercise. Yeah, don't be Probably. don't be trying to tan a, like a liter of blue milk as you get to the gym. That'll end badly. Has, has been done. Has been done. Oh. It ended badly. Yeah, it ended all over the drive. Or like someone else who recently ate an entire Domino's an hour before training. <laughs> also not a great idea. As no. we mentioned, super high in fat. Yeah. Ended the same way. So bad, um, man. Just save it and eat it cold I afterwards. Know. Like, it's... after, you're good to go. Or, or just, it, they're open late. Order it afterwards. Yeah, get it hot. It hot. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I think the key as well with intra-workout stuff is um, little and often, so you're not looking to, like, halfway through your workout absolutely down your entire intra-workout shape. Yeah. Or whatever way you're deciding to fuel. Um, little and often is the way to go for much longer kind of cardio, exercise, running, cycling, um, whatever. Um Every twenty to thirty minutes is a good kind of guide. Um, oh yeah, as, Sorry. as an example for me, just like 
with my cycling, I think, especially as a larger cyclist. Most cyclists are like 60 to 80 kilos, so given I'm 105. Or 100, yeah. But like, I use a lot more carbs usually. But essentially, I'll have some um, carbohydrates in my water. So that's, we've mentioned it in the carbohydrates one of um, multidextrin. I think is the. My yeah, something it. something like that. Yeah. Essentially, it's it's sugar that it's really easily dissolvable and gets into your blood system rapid. So I'll just have that in my water, so that as I'm sipping that every five to ten minutes, I get some in, and then every twenty to thirty minutes, I'll try and eat either like uh, one of the gels that we just dis again discussed in the carbohydrates one, or like a small snack that's really palatable and easy to eat mm. and usually easy to eat on the go because you're on a bike you don't want to have to stop and stand at the side of the road to eat every 20 minutes <laughs> you're not gonna have a fun time yeah the unsurpri unsurprisingly like the the performance of people who did long duration things like cycling and longer running events and stuff they were like oh wow We'd just be so much better if we could, you know, like stop and eat in the middle and then digest it and then run again. And they're like, oh, but like, I don't know, what if we made like liquid food? <laughs> like, oh, wow. Game changed. Yeah. The, yeah. um... uh, that again, like one of the, it seems silly, but like one of the big revolutions in sport performance was varying things like that. Again, halftime in sporting events, same idea. Like if you've got, yeah. if you have halftime at football, halftime at American football, like people hit and those rugby recently introduced as well i can't remember the exact ruling around it but essentially there's like a f especially in competitions in hotter countries um they've they've introduced like official like water breaks every like so often oh in case play is just rolling on longer than like with no natural yeah. stops yeah because like well funnily enough like 40 minutes in 32 <laughs> degrees heat for as an example, the Scottish team who train yeah. in 10 degrees, they're like what is this? Yeah, everyone's collapsing from, yeah. from heat and exhaustion whilst the Fijians are just running all over the place. Yeah. Um, so it's actually like semi-dangerous in a player health thing, so I'm pretty sure they actually That's good. rules in um, for like official water breaks rather than just like grab it when you can. Yeah, that's better. And yeah, um, I think my personal interest recommendation for intro workout stuff again is if like if people want to like ring out the optimal from doing stuff it's a completely different discussion to like is is this okay like is it negative if i don't you're like no is a very different question to what is the most optimal way to eat around a workout which may again arguably that you can get into the minutiae and argue if this is an optimal way but it is certainly more optimal than not eating at all yeah um but again, it not doing it isn't a failure. It isn't a negative. No. It's just like I, a. I would say for most workouts in a gym environment, don't need to. Probably not. Yeah, because a lot of people are just like working out. They're not really training like to the absolute nth, and so yeah. the likelihood that they need inter-workout stuff is low. But again, need and want different thing. But um, for those who want to figure out like how could they optimize stuff and they're like but will what do i take and you're like well mixing up a protein and carbohydrate shake a whey protein and a fast carbohydrate maltodextrin um 
dextrose, anything like that. Um, your favorite fruit juice is a good one, like actual yeah. fruit juice with added sugar may vary depending, but like something that isn't fizzy and something that is like has the correct amount of sugar for your body weight uh, or for your carbohydrate needs around your workout thing. Um, mixing up that shake, drinking a third of it about half an hour before you start training, a third of it, just sip on it and drink another third during. So again, you're just taking what is a standard what's like a standard protein shaker workout too like maybe i think when you mix it depends on how much you want because there's an optimal dilution of water to powder but like let's say you round up to about you maybe end up somewhere in the six seven hundred mil category you're doing a third of that beforehand you're sipping a third during so you're really consuming pretty minimal fluids so it might be it might behoove you to also have water um separately and then Afterwards, you just chug the last third whenever you can, like at the end of your workout, um, and that's yep. pretty much my recommendation okay. for people who want to like ring out the utmost. And that means you have a pretty regular source of protein. The reason that's important is so you can have muscle protein synthesis occurring with what be the word exogenous fuel. Like you want muscle protein synthesis to happen without stuff being broken down from you. Like. Yep things like muscles muscles needs bricks to be built and if you do not bring bricks to the building site they will just start tearing down other stuff and making them with your bricks that you already thought you had um and yeah it gives you a decent top up of carbohydrates throughout the workout to just ensure that you're not going to have any crappy sets uh due to heavily depleted glycogen this is a lot more relevant for people who are either in a calorie deficit of some extreme because your resources are already going to be a little bit limited and the more limited or longer they've been limited for the more significant this is going to be for you again for example if you happen to be competing in a physique based show or cutting weight for a weight class based sport you really want to lean towards doing this kind of stuff because it will minimize potential muscle loss which is really important because that's going to affect your performance and how you look we added one as well for the cardio like long distance cardio events is adding some salt in can help oh yeah sodiums yeah so like as my example of adding carbs to my water bottles if you also chuck in just like a pinch of salt it might make it taste a tiny bit funky, um, but it really, really helps. You'll uh, meet your head lemonade. Yeah, but don't overdo it because with all of this, ironic. So it was one thing we discussed again back in sports science days is actually the optimal thing for performance um, from a carbohydrate and salt level is so unpalatable people don't drink it. Yeah, if I recall, like they just a... they just spew it. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a study in like a college in the States. And it was essentially like, well, they did it um, voluntarily. So it was so unpalatable. People just didn't really drink it. So the net, there were some psychos that knew it was good for them. So just downed it and had hated it, but gone with it. But most people essentially don't drink it. They, they're like, nah, I'm not going to bother. Um, whereas if you make it more palatable, you drink more of it. So the net benefit is greater. Mm-hmm. So it's not as effective. 
Yeah, unsurprisingly, it's going to be a pretty hard sell to like LucasAid's exec board if you're like, well, we could make it more optimal. And they're like, oh, wow, that sounds really good. Would that make us like the best sports drink on the market? They were like, oh, undeniable. And it's like, there is one problem, though. They're like, oh, what's the problem? It it's like, it's, it's so <laughs> minging. Only, only two of 100 participants in the study group drank it. They're like, yeah. well, that's a fucking terrible idea. <laughs> no, yeah. we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually think it was Florida, the Florida Gators. Team. That's, I mean, that's where Gatorade comes sure. from. That's exactly. Like... So I think it was Gatorade that did the study that football analysis reminded me. But yeah, so a pinch of salt. And also I would say as well, a caveat to all of this is try it when you're not training. So just like a bit of time during the day. Just oh yeah. Before... So if it is minging, you're not, you're not double screwed. Yeah. Or like if it's a gym example, you don't like essentially these sorts of things can give some people the shits long story short you, you don't want that to be when you're out on a hillside running walking cycling yeah mid the gym. yeah mid cycle do it at home where you're at least like okay i'll just this is rubbish this did not work back to the drawing board <laughs> that is very rare but it is a good one always try these things at home in a chilled out environment so that if it is bad you're okay Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that, that makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah. uh, anything else we want to cover on intra-workout supplementation? Oh, don't buy BCAAs. Just use a protein supplement. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, yeah, most supplement companies' intra-workout stuff is good, um, especially from your more reptile brands, and a, not BCAAs, but like intra-workout things. It's just very expensive, and you can get 90% of it done with some salt, some sugar, and a bit of protein powder, like the job done. Nice. Cool. We go, we'll see you again in the next episode, I think. Yeah. See you all there.